What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti-Up. I'm Howard Bender. With me, of course, Adam Ronis. Well, I can't say of course. I missed you all yesterday. Adam, I missed you yesterday. Uh, week 10 uh, has just been crazy. Uh, this, is just, this has been a very odd week for, uh, for a lot of players and a lot of people in fantasy. A lot of grouchy people out there. And now you and I just coming off of watching this Monday night game. Uh, I'm of the grouchy as, as well. I mean, I did all right in my season-long leagues. I did fine in DFS. But this game really rubs me the wrong way. It was uh, it was a big win I could have gotten in the Westgate Super Contest. You like the Bears are just pathetic, man. I mean, they had 14 total yards in the second half going into their last drive. Think about that. 14 total yards. I mean, they have been pathetic all year, I know. But this was just abysmal because you're going against a Vikings team that can't generate a pass rush, that has a bad secondary and this is what you throw out there. The play calling was horrific. I mean, a third and five play call and you're throwing it behind the line of scrimmage, man. It's just, it was just so bad. I think we've talked about it numerous times. I don't know how the fuck the bears were five and one to begin with. And <laughs> for real, it was like, really, how is this team five and one? Now they're five and five. I still go back and I'm like, really? They won five games? Like, how is this possible? And, you know, now I got to go back and look and like, okay, uh, they beat the Lions to open the air. We know the uh, the Lions, you know, they suck too. They beat the Giants by four. Okay. The Falcons, I think that's a game. Did the Falcons blow that game? They probably did. It was 30-26. Yeah, yeah. That was, oh no, that was the game. They replaced Trubisky and Foles came in and then Foles has just gone down all since. Then they, uh, they beat the Bucks on Thursday night. I remember that. And then, um, and then they beat the Panthers, who we know are not. And still, though, I still don't know how they won those five games. I just don't. I don't see it. I um, I I don't either. I mean, Nick Foles is terrible. Nick, like bottom. You know, I mean, it wasn't even. And and you know what? And I'll tell you what. I I think the coaching is bad too. Like I get it. Matt Nagy is a is a is an offensive guru. He's a genius, or at least he was. When he was calling the plays, you know, under Andy Reid in Kansas City. But, I mean, listen, I've never been a fan of Nagy since he took over in Chicago. And then, you know, even with Bill Lazor calling the plays, like you just said, third and five and you're throwing behind the line of scrimmage. Um, but, you know, for the same token also, how does how do you not know that the, the, the Vikings are blitzing you on third down? If it's more than third and five, they're blitzing. And they did it every single time. There was not once did they like hang back into coverage at more than third and five. And that was a lot throughout this game. So the fact that the, that, you know, you're not calling a, you know, a play to counter what that blitz is coming in. I mean, at all during the night. And so again, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's probably, it's a combination of the two. It's bad coaching and bad play calling and Nick Foles just being a, just a piece of garbage on the field. I mean, this was this was bad. And I mean, you could say anything you want, pocket collapsing or whatever. I mean, he just he was missing throws even when the pocket was uh was holding it tight. I mean, it was ugh. This was this was atrocious, man. And this was just this was bad. This, this should not have been because the defense, man, the defense played well. Like, how good was that defense containing Dalvin Cook? Oh, yeah. No, it was really good. I think we kind of knew that going in. I, I have Dalvin Cook in a few leagues and, you know, I didn't expect the monster performance tonight. 
seeing how good the Bears defense has been against the run. I was hoping maybe he would find the end zone. Uh, he still had a decent day, you know, 96 rushing yards. It took 30 carries, though, and he did catch four passes for 16 yards. So, you know, he still got you 14 points in a PPR, but we're so used to more. But, yeah, it, the play calling sucked. You know, you got to make adjustments. Your offensive line is bad. We all know that. Roll falls out. Throw some quick passes. Do something to offset it. And they didn't do anything. It was just the same thing. Terrible play calling. Let's run on first down. Then we'll do another wildcat run on second down, which didn't work at all. I mean, it was just terrible. And, you know, I saw one screenshot where Mooney was wide open and he was like covered. But it's a play where the quarterback has to anticipate the throw and go and throw him open. Like, you know, Mooney's speed and Foles didn't get rid of it. You know, you can't just wait for the guy to get open. You know, Mooney's speed. You go, all right. He's going to just go right past his defensive back. Let me just throw it. And it was one of the times he actually had time to throw, and he didn't even unleash it. So that's where the the better quarterback comes into play. And then even the play, the announcers were saying, oh, Anthony Miller should have caught it. What, what are they looking at, bro? Like, he needed to be another two feet taller to catch that pass. Yeah. I mean, it's just – and then you don't throw it to Allen Robinson, like, every play or – consistently i mean at least this time they realized he was on the team before the third quarter unlike the last couple weeks but it's just it's a train wreck of an offense it's really really bad nick Foles got hurt at the end of this game don't know what the injury is they carted him off they're on by next week anyway and we even said last week i thought last week as bad as they were in the first half they would have went to mitch trubisky in the second half but he was hurt he hurt his shoulder so he was out last week he was inactive tonight we'll see if uh he might be forced into action in week 12. Or they'll just go with Tyler Bray in week 12. I mean, that's... Please don't. No, they're on bye. Next, well, yeah. Well, week, 12. week 12. Yeah, next week, week 12. Please don't say that, bro. I got Allen Robinson. I can't well, have Listen, it. I got Allen Robinson too, but you know what? I mean, at this point right now, I think I'd rather just take my shot at Tyler Bray practicing with the ones for two straight weeks and then going in uh, and, and, and you know, and making that next game. Who are the, uh, who are the Bears playing? Coming out, they're playing the Packers. Okay, they're oh, gonna boy. have to throw. They're gonna have to throw anyway. So, you know, I mean, it's not the greatest of matchups, but it is what it is. What is it? It's a Sunday night game. Like, oh my God, is it really, bro? It is. No, but I wait. Isn't that isn't that at that time? Can't they start flexing? What we we're getting to the point where they can start flexing week third, uh, the Sunday night games out. We're getting to that point. I don't know what week it is. Let me see if I can find it. I don't know. But usually it's like around week 11, week 12, I thought. Um, I, I have no idea. I, You know what? It, it seems to me it doesn't even matter. I mean, I don't. I mean, I watch all the games anyway. Me too. So, but do you – I know that. But do we really want to sit there and watch Packers-Bears on a Sunday night to cap off a day? I mean, you know what? My brain is so fried and it's so mush at that point that it's <laughs> – like, I, I guess I just, I, yeah, it doesn't bother me as much. It, a, a, a bad Monday night game uh, is uh, is worse for me. Well, we should get a good one next week. Rams, Bucks, Monday night. So, uh, Yeah, so we could watch Tom Brady suck in primetime? No, don't say that. I have him in Dude, one week. Rams, <laughs> Rams defense is no joke. It's I know. no joke. Yeah, well, at some point they're going to give up production. And they have several receivers, like, Ramsey's not going to be able to shadow one. And if he does and takes him out, Brady's going to go in the other direction. Well, who knows? Maybe somebody's going to, you know, break another surveillance camera and uh, and end up in the clink. 
uh, and lose his job again. Well, the Bucks already knew that and they signed him, so they're, we're, they're good. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that story today. I was like, come on, really? And then uh, listening to the, the reading the Bucks statement, we were well aware of this situation before. Right. Maybe, and they're probably like, we didn't know this shit. What the hell? Right? They're Again? like, he's been, he's been a model citizen coming? ever since. Th- yeah, exactly. Who could have seen this coming? He told us he was behaving. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So. Um, but this kind of summarized the week uh, in a nutshell, right? We yeah, tend this game tonight. Did. I think it kind of did. You said you did okay in your seasonal. Well, yeah, no, season-long leagues went, for the most part, went pretty good. There were a lot of leagues where I kind of needed a win to get to 5-5, five and five and I got them. Um, but, you know, there was a lot of down performance. I guess you know what it is? I don't have DK Metcalf in redraft. I don't have Russell oh. Wilson. That's why. I, we spoke. I don't have the elite quarterbacks this year. You know what I'm saying? I do get what you're saying. Well, it's a good thing. Now you don't have any of the elite ones. You're going to have a, a number of quarterbacks to choose from off waivers this week. Oh, that is true. Yeah. Right. Uh, I with, mean, uh, Jameis Winston in New Orleans. I'm out of fab, though, in some leagues. Bro. Or, 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 or Taysom Hill, depending on, uh, on, on what, what gets done or said. Uh, Drew Locke dealing with a, a core muscle issue. Fangio says he might miss... Week eleven. Who's the uh, who's the backup in uh, in Denver right now? I don't even know. Like Trevor Simeon still? No. Is it? No. Is he kidding, still there? I'm kidding. It's uh, oh Brett Rippin. Brett Rippin. Oh yeah, that's right. We did see him earlier. Yeah, we saw him earlier. And Jeff Driscoll season. too. That's right. And Jeff Driscoll. All right. So Jameis Winston, Brett Rippin, and then who's the backup for the Carolina Panthers? P.J. Walker. Yeah. Well, yeah, it sounds like they made it seem like Bridgewater might play. There was no structural damage. I think they said they'd see on Wednesday how he is. But, I mean, Winston is the guy there. Uh, and he gets Atlanta. I know they've been better, but we'll see. Winston will probably throw three touchdowns, three picks. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. well, see, and, you know, here you go. That's that's actually that's the discussion to have. Uh, and, and talk about Jameis Winston in, in New Orleans because I think this is a I think this is a big deal, and I don't necessarily know if everybody's reading the situation right. So after we give a shout out to uh, our our sponsors, Monkey Knife Fight, uh, we'll talk about uh, Winston in New Orleans. So uh, Monkey Knife Fight, incidentally, is the DFS site you need to be playing on, and here's why. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning. Even you, Adam. Even you. Uh, monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and esports, too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else monkeyknifefight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A N T E U P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. 
Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. All right. So Jameis Winston in New Orleans. Like this is just this. Is, here's my take, and then I, I got. I want to hear what you have to say. Um, Sean Payton is not Bruce Arians. You know, when when Arians was the coach, and it's the risk it for the biscuit, and all the you know encouraging those deep bombs and force-feeding targets to Mike Evans and this, that, and the other thing. That was great for Jameis Winston's fantasy value. Dude's throwing 40-odd times a game. All right? That's not the offense that that Sean Payton runs. And, you know, yeah, I mean, there'll be some, you know, some some obvious some some passing, but, you know, I almost feel like this switch at quarterback, this is going to be a true, true boost for Alvin Kamara and I think people who are thinking that Jameis Winston's going to be like chucking the ball 40 times and hitting Michael Thomas on a regular basis, I think they're kind of fooling themselves. Yeah, it's a different offense for sure. So uh, it won't be the same. They're not going to let him be as aggressive. They have a really – well, their defense has played better now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was yeah. a disappointment most of the year. I mean, they did play the 49ers, and they really got bailed out by some turnovers, but they were phenomenal against Tampa two weeks ago. So – yeah, I mean, kind of like – I mean, we saw it last year with Bridgewater. It was a different team um, in a way where they just asked them to manage the game. Uh, is Winston capable of doing that is the big question. You know, can he do that? Because we know he likes to to force things. So, yeah, it might not be as good as we think. Uh, it won't be what he was last year where his running gun and taking shots deep downfield to Evans and Godwin's not caring – uh, it's probably not going to be like that here, but he's probably still, well, obviously in super flex leagues, you have to get him. And there might be some, look, it's embarrassing to say this, uh, but in a 14-team league, started Nick Foles tonight, bro. I'll take Jameis Winston. Uh, and you're probably like, why the fuck did you do that? Well, no, I, I, mean, I, I have Nick Foles in two leagues as well. Dude, it, it's it's embarrassing. Like yeah. I feel like I just want to end the podcast right now after saying that. <laughs> no, so one of them, I'll see myself out. Thank you. Yeah, one of them was you know fourteen teams, and I I've been streaming, and I think I had cousins a couple weeks ago, and then I picked up Baker Mayfield for this week against Houston. Then I saw the weather. I'm like, nah, not doing that. And you go to the waiver wire, and there's not much there. I'm like, well, at least Foles has Minnesota. Uh, I still won the matchup somehow because that's the type of week this was. Uh, that I was able to escape even with Foles' shit performance tonight. And then the other league was the Raz Bowl, where I somehow made the championship round or the playoffs. My quarterbacks are Daniel Jones, Foles, and Luton, Luton because I had Minshew. And I was like, waivers closes after week nine. I'm like, well, I don't know if Minshew's going to return. I got to get someone. So, yeah, as you can see, I'm not going to advance in that league any further <laughs> with those quarterbacks. And the worst part is, Foles and Jones are on bye next week, so I have to start looting against. Uh, I don't even know who does Jacksonville play. It wasn't a good matchup. It was. I thought it was against a a good team. What next uh, week? Whatever. Yeah, next week, week eleven. Jacksonville is uh, on the road in Green Bay. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. no, 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 no! That's oh, week, that was this week. Yeah, yeah. I just thought I just clicked on week eleven. There you go. Jacksonville's hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. Even better for you. 
Oh jeez. <laughs> oh, well, at least that that is a at least that's over with. There, I don't have to stress that anymore. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah, that's you know I got to go through all my stupid teams right now and figure it out because. Yeah, I've got, you know, Nick Foles as a second QB in a super flex. I think I've got him in the Scott Fishbowl. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, listen, quarterback, if you waited on quarterback, you're taking a beating right now. You really are. Because even Drew Brees was like a wait on a quarterback type guy. He wasn't one of the first guys out. So Drew Brees, Drew Locke, Bridgewater, possibly Nick Foles. Matthew Stafford's got a thumb issue, dude. Like, yeah, they said he was, uh, he was, I think it was Glazer or said today that he was fine. So, but we'll see, like, you know, you never know practice comes during a week, but yeah, it is kind of true this year. If you did wait, I mean, hope if you got Justin Herbert off the waiver wire, he saved your ass and I got him in two leagues. Yep. And, um, yeah, I mean, but then again, you could look in and say, well, Lamar has screwed people, uh, but yeah, for the most part, if you didn't get uh, that elite quarterback and you're in a deeper format where people rostered two quarterbacks and you try to stream, it is really, really rough. I mean, I, I wish I knew how it felt to have Kyler Murray, man. Like you just sleep easy. You put him in there every week. He scores rushing touchdowns. He drops 30. He drops 40. And you're good to go. Like if you have Kyler Murray on your team this year and you don't have a good record, you're not doing well, man, you really fucked up the rest of your draft. <laughs> right? <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> oh Jesus. I just yeah, you know, I'm trying to think of I, I've got Murray in like two leagues and yeah, I'm I'm resting easy and stuff, but I'm I you know, I'm kind of in that same boat as you. Now there were there were certain leagues, you know, where I tried it. I told you, you know, in the Jam on Fantasy League, uh I was like, Well, if there's a, if there's ever a week to, if there's ever a league where I can like get away with you know drafting a uh, drafting a QB early and still not losing out and getting decimated it it would be that so i took him in the i took Lamar Jackson in the second round so i've got him but i mean in in a in a bunch of early drafts that you know that i did yeah i was grabbing Kyler Murray in the uh, anywhere from like the 5th to the 7th round um you know and obviously it started off in the 7th round and the closer it got to the start of the season it moved up to the 5th so yeah, I mean, I I feel pretty comfortable there, but I tell you, man, I I do have a, a bunch of breeze. Um, I do have you know you know who else is? I'll tell you what you know you know who's really sucking, and we you know we haven't even touched on this yet. Um, I believe that you and I were in on on Daniel Jones together. Oh yeah, don't remind me, bro. That's well, kind no, of... I'll, well, I'll take it one step worse, dude. I have Carson Wentz in a couple of leagues that I'm you know, waited on QB. And that's just been that's been insane. It's been horrible. And it, well, you know, and again though, I it's don't been think up it's been up and down. I don't there think were, it's Wentz's fault. Well, I think this week he was bad, but it w- it's been up and down. If you had one, see, I I had to bail on him in a couple leagues early on, and then I was sitting there regretting it as I saw him putting up those big numbers. But a lot of those numbers were because he was scrambling so much and scoring rushing touchdowns. And we all knew this is not Kyla Murray, Lamar Jackson. That was not going to maintain. And, you know, his last two games have been pretty, pretty bad. So, uh, you know, you figure this week, all right, he's got all his weapons back. He's coming off a bye. Nope. And look, the Giants defense, as we've talked about, is pretty good. 
I've always said these divisional games can be crazy sometimes. The teams know each other very well, and they faced each other recently. Uh, but that was just an abysmal performance by Wentz. It was not good. It was not good. Uh, you know, it's kind of funny. I mean, I have this, you know, whole argument with Mesh about how bad he's like, he's, he's like Carson Wentz is the worst quarterback in the league. And he's just, he's like, he's like, name me five quarterbacks who are worse than Carson Wentz. We had two play tonight. <laughs> well, that was the funny thing was, as I said to him, um, you know, I, I was like, well, you know, we we're talking and I started rattling off names. He's like, no, 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 just teams, teams that have just the worst quarterback situation that, and I actually gave him like, like six of them uh, right off the bat, but like arguing back and forth. And he's like, Carson Wentz is terrible. He's the worst. He's the absolute worst. He's like, I can't wait for um, Jalen hurts. Like even during the game. Meanwhile, during the game that we took the, the giants to, to, you know, cover the spread in the Westgate Cause Craig and I share the, uh, share the team. And uh, we took the Giants, and he's sitting there rooting for taking out Carson Wentz. It was, like, uh, abominable. But, you know, meanwhile, though, the question is, is, like, is he, like, I mean, is he a guy who you just, you can't deal with? Is this just, uh, is this, like, trying to find the right tight end now with these quarterbacks? Because this is not going to be pretty. It's not going to be pretty at all. Well, this was just a bad week. I'm looking at it now, and this is in leagues where it's six points for a passing touchdown. Only 10 had at least 20 points this week. And among those were Daniel Jones, Teddy Bridgewater. So this was just one of those weeks. But it does feel like, look, I think you there's multitude of ways to win championships. It's easy to sit here and say, well, if you don't have Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, you're not winning this year. I don't see that because we know there's going to be a stretch where someone has a favorable schedule, gets hot. And if the rest of your team is really good, you can pull it off. Uh, but it does feel like if you have one of those guys, it just gives you a huge advantage right now. And I know Russell Wilson had the worst game of the season for him by far. You know, he's another guy that's carried a bunch of teams, just had a bad game. You know, Deshaun Watson's up there, too. I mean, he was taken early, though, for the most part. I mean, this week I'm throwing out the window because of the weather. I think we kind of all knew that was going to happen. You know, Cam Newton has been – I mean, it's salvaged. I didn't realize this until I was talking with John and Pemba on the Annie Up podcast last night. You know how many rushing touchdowns Cam Newton has? Um, Four, five, seven? Nine, bro. Really? I didn't think, and I had him in a league. I didn't realize it was that high. He has nine. Kyler Murray has 10. Cam Newton has nine, and that's with three passing touchdowns. So that's obviously boosted his value. And he really had that one awful game, but he's had at least 18, which is not awful. You know, he's had 18, 24, 19, 2, and 19 since the bye week. Uh, so he's actually been, you don't feel, I, I just don't feel good starting him. I don't have him anymore. I cut him. It's just like, if he doesn't score a rushing touchdown, what are you getting out of him? And you could say, well, he's scoring almost every week. Sure. But we all know there's going to come a point where he doesn't score. And then what? You know, you're, you're going to go, what, 180 passing yards and 30 rushing yards? I mean, that's not good enough. That could cripple you in a week, you know, especially a key week. So, yeah, it, it's it's kind of rough. I mean, Aaron Rodgers was a steal of the draft, and I was completely off him and I uh, was wrong. And I don't regret it because you look back at what he's done the last two years and they didn't add anything to this offense. 
what would make you think that Aaron Rodgers all of a sudden would put up the numbers that he did last year? Like, you know, it's easy. And you know this. People will call us out. Oh, you guys are fools. How could you not see Aaron Rodgers? Okay, what were the signs? Green Bay didn't spend any draft capital at all in the first three rounds or the whole draft, for that matter, to help him at wide receiver. They drafted his replacement. Right. They traded and a running up back. to draft for his replacement. <laughs> so, that, so, so that's what I, I like to look at things and go, okay, why would I get it wrong? And with Aaron Rodgers, I don't know. Because there's nothing that Green Bay did that told us, okay, Aaron Rodgers is really going to step up now. Are you, I don't buy the whole, well, he's pissed off. They try, No, man, come on. He wasn't motivated the last two years, and now all of a sudden he's motivated. So I don't buy that. But they did nothing to upgrade the offense. I guess maybe just a, another year with LaFleur. And they, I don't know. Because you don't tell me MVS because he's had two big weeks. He was non-existent the rest of the year. And he's one of those boom-bust players where he's going to have games like yesterday and the week before. Next week, he'll probably have two for 26. So that I don't understand. Like now, if you look at uh, some receivers that I downgraded that was wrong on, I probably overrated the – receiver changing teams working with a new quarterback in the pandemic. That's something where I look back and go, you know what? If a guy's an elite receiver, I'm not worried about it. Stefan Diggs and DeAndre Hopkins, you know, because historically when receivers change teams working with a new quarterback, it usually doesn't work out well. See Odell Beckham last year, but maybe that's because Baker Mayfield sucks. So, oh, you know, man, I like why to you gotta see- say that. So in the GST league, I, I lost Drew Brees. Baker's my, my backup dude. And I've got like, $73 left in fab. Uh, I'm sorry to tell say it. Well, I don't know. Baker occasionally has decent games, but <laughs> what do you want me to, want me to lie to you? <laughs> to yes. make me feel better? <laughs> make me feel better. Hell yeah. Why you gotta be so mean? Don't don't be such a little brother. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. Baker's gonna do very well. He's gonna dominate. They're gonna suddenly say screw running the ball with Nick Chubb. Let's just, just let Baker sure, throw it. Just make sure they're not, there's no more home games in Cleveland where the weather is brutal. My, oh my goodness. God, man. dude, right? The wind is ridiculous. Oh, they're home again this week, but then they on at Jacksonville at Tennessee home to Baltimore in week 14 at the giants in week 15. I, Although that's right. Giants and jets weeks 15 and 16. You never know what met life. It could be 60 degrees or 20 and windy. Well, you know, I got to throw my the rest of my bid money. I got to throw it at Jameis and see if I can land him. If not, I've basically got to throw it all on either Kirk Cousins or Jake Luton. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. that's that's what's sitting there right now on the uh, on, on the waiver wire in that league. I mean, it's a 14 team league. And people are holding backup QBs everywhere. Yeah. Remember when you told me that people don't hold backup QBs or shouldn't hold no, backup no, no. QBs? Do you know why they're doing I think they're doing it more this year due to COVID. Yeah, well, it's pretty dickish of them, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. Dude, in the 14-team in the league, I'm in. I have no backup. Now you can say, well, that's why you're starting Nick Foles. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did – for a moment, I had to. I guess it might have been bye week issues, but they got to a point where it's like, dude, I got a short bench of bye weeks and I had injured guys. I, I can't hold the two quarterbacks when my receivers are hurt. Like I had Deontay Johnson banged up, Chark was banged up. I can't hold two quarterbacks when I have to, I got to hold these receivers. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. So, do you think here, here's the key question 
are people going to overreact to this year and start drafting quarterbacks earlier next year? That's actually a really good question. And, and uh, you know what? I mean, I'll have to say probably. I mean, yeah. when, when have we not seen the public overreact to a season or a bad season? Do you know how many people are going to drop good players this week because of a bad, uh, just a, a terrible week 10? Yeah, people overreact, especially if they're fighting for a playoff spot. Oh, my God. They're bonkers. They're bonkers. I, you know, I, I know we have the rest of the season to go, and I, I hate when people do these. Or I hate when people are doing, like, mock drafts in week 15, week 16. It's like, guys, let the season finish. But I am interested in, like, those – I'm really not, but I kind of am. Like the early January mocks for the people who only play fantasy football. It's like, dude, by then I'm be basketball preparing for baseball. Like I really don't care about football mock drafts in January, but sometimes we're kind of forced to look at them. I am kind of intrigued to see where like Kylo Murray, Russell Wilson, all these guys go. It's How far good, do they it's get pushed be, off? I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, mark it down right now. What what, what the hell's today's date here? The, the 16th November's, of November. Yes. All right. 2020. Uh, Kyler Murray will go in the second round or the third round. He and he and Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes will, you know, Murray will go first. Mahomes will go as the second QB. Maybe he'll lose a round. Uh, and then, yeah, then you'll see Wilson. Uh, you'll, you'll, you know what? You'll, you'll get somebody who's going to overdraft Aaron Rodgers. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, right? Yeah. Cause what could possibly go wrong with, uh, a, a destroyed ankle and ligament damage that he would be totally cool and exactly the same next year. Yeah, you're right. Rodgers will probably be overdrafted. He'll, no oh, doubt about it. Well, do you remember? It was like it was. Uh, what was it? Was it two seasons ago? Three seasons ago? Uh, where nobody took touched Matt Ryan. Uh, I get was getting him in the fifteenth round of every freaking draft. He goes on. He has a bonker season. And then the next year he's taken is like the, the fifth or sixth QB off the board. Oh, yeah. He's he's that every other year guy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Josh Allen's another one. He won't go as high. Oh, Allen will go high. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not as those not as those guys. He'll no, probably he'll be, be like the fifth QB off the freaking board. Yeah. Justin Herbert. Where does he go? Oh, Sherbert's going big, too. People are going to overvalue Deshaun. Tua. Oh, he's not, and he hasn't even been good for fantasy. Right? <laughs> the Dolphins are six and three, and that's all anybody keeps hearing. You know, they don't hear about the stats. They just, oh, Dolphins are six and three. Tua next year, he he must be amazing. He's going to be, Tua's going to be the, the next Kyler Murray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, without the uh, rushing. Right? Because Kyler Murray was the next Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson was the next Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it's, it's just. Like, that's the thing. We're just being spoon-fed all of this, like, nonsense. And 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 John Q. Public keeps buying into it. Here's a quick trivia question for you. How many 300-yard passing games does Kyler Murray have this year? How many? How many? How many? Um, I'm going to say four. Two. Two. Okay. Yeah, and he has two under 200 passing yards. Yeah. I mean, he's also, I mean, I don't, I don't know what, what was, how many rushing yards did he have this past week? I didn't even see. 61, 61. Okay. So he's averaging still, he's still averaging 67 rushing yards per game. Dude, he has 604 rushing yards on the season with the uh, seven games left. Yeah. He's still not on pace to break what Lamar Jackson did. 
He's going to break Lamar's rushing. They didn't, what did Lamar have rushing? 1,200 rushing. No, no, uh, touch rushing touchdowns. I mean, oh no, I don't know about that. No, I mean that's that, no, I'm talking yardage only. Right. Yeah, because because Kyler's got like seven rushing touchdowns right now too. Kyler's got ten. Ten? Yes, bro. <laughs> Jeez. It's safe. He he kills that. I mean, it's bad enough that Drake and Edmonds are kind of in a, um you know, timeshare, and then none of them get goal and carries. Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> um, you know, but that was, that was my big fear with, uh, with Zach Moss and, and Devin Singletary this year too. That's why I didn't well, grab yeah, either one dude, of those guys. Dude, they're not even running the ball now. I think they averaged 21 or 22 rushes per game as a team. That is absurd. Like you, I don't even think you could start either of those running backs now with, with the bills have done this, what, two, three games in a row. Yeah. You can't start those guys. They split, they don't get volume, and you gotta worry about Josh Allen stealing the goal line carries. It's it's really bad for if you own a, a Bills running back right now. Really bad. It's been a nightmare. It's been an absolute nightmare with, with the Bills running backs. Again, I didn't I, I think I have Zach Moss maybe in like, I don't know, two or three leagues. Um, but I mean, he's strictly depth. I never start him. I, I think I had to start him once in one league because of bye weeks and injuries. But yeah, I mean, listen, if that was that, I mean, that was the the whole thing. I mean, you know, we got Chase Edmonds. Like you and I got Chase Edmonds because Chase Edmonds was the pass catching back, and he still had standalone value. And you know, we weren't buying into Kenyon Drake. Um, but I mean, that's, you know, we were getting him more for the role than we were even thinking about whether or not Kyler Murray was going to poach touchdowns with Buffalo. You just knew, you know, you knew that Josh Allen was taking those away. Yeah. I mean, I, I was with you. Most was someone I wanted, but it was like, you know, seventh, eighth, ninth round is depth. I think I only wound up getting him actually in one redraft league where, yeah, I don't use him either. I have no Devin Singletary. He was someone that I did not like. I was very worried about the situation. But, yeah, they they just don't run the football at all. I mean, they just don't. Uh, and I, I understand why they didn't against the Seahawks. It's like, all right, well, they're weak against the pass, so let's just pass on them. And instead, the Rams do the opposite. It worked. I mean, but they – I mean, Jared Goff had over 300 yards and no passing touchdowns. Like, that that was one of the biggest things of this week, man. I mean, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, great matchup. Uh, we mentioned Josh Runnels as a cheap play. It worked if you used him. But, man, you stacked that Rams game DFS on the Rams side, and no one had the running backs. Uh, you got screwed. Yeah. No, I, I had – um, yeah, I had in, in one lineup, I had, you know, Goff paired up with, uh, with Reynolds um, in lineups, in cash lineups that I didn't have – uh, rent. I didn't use Reynolds I, on FanDuel. I ended up using, uh, I think Robert Woods, uh, in one lineup, Cooper Cup in the other lineup there for cash, um, because Josh Reynolds wasn't as good of a of, of a budget buster on FanDuel. So yeah, I mean, listen, that was uh, <laughs> I mean, there was a bunch of stuff there. Um, I mean, as far as like you know, just just hatred stuff. How about just you know. How about Philip Lindsay and, and Melvin Gordon? How about how atrocious is that backfield now? I mean, that's like, 
you know, a, a disaster. You know, I mean, obviously, Miles Sanders' his first game back, you, you'll see him getting touchdowns moving forward. It was a bummer that Corey Clement and Boston Scott poached his, but, you know, you have hope for, for Sanders. I don't have any friggin' hope for either Melvin Gordon or Philip Lindsay at this point. And you can forget about any of the forget about any of the uh, the Ravens running backs either. I don't know what the hell's up with that deal. Oh yeah, if they're all three are active, forget it, man. I mean, they were using Ingram too, so that's a disaster. Uh with Sanders, I mean it's amazing. So Clement had one carry, it went for a five yard touchdown. Boston Scott had three, one of them went fifty six yards for a touchdown. So he just had bad luck. I'd feel really good about Miles Sanders going forward. But, man, it's we are to that point right now where there are several backfields where you're like, well, I really don't want to start anyone. With the Broncos, it's three weeks in a row. They have fallen behind by a lot. And it's just, all right, we can't run the football. And Drew Locke had the big second halves against the Chargers and the Falcons. Did not happen this week against the Raiders. Made some awful decisions, man. He just has no feel for the game. I mean, the decisions that he made – were putrid and now they host Miami this week. So I don't know. I mean, Miami's playing really good defensively, but you know, I'm all about these letdown spots. So I don't know. It's I'm not ready to say that because it doesn't seem too easy. Oh yeah. got to take Miami right in Denver. You know, Denver is a tough place to play. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, I can see Denver just like all of a sudden really playing well, but Locke has just been, I mean, even, I think it was Keenan Allen who said something like that. They were confused out there. I was like, whoa, really? So, uh, and that was another stupid game plan. You have uh, a bunch of crap running backs and you're going to keep feeding Kalen Balazs instead of letting Justin Herbert throw to Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Hunter Henry. That made a lot of sense. Yeah. There again, just some, some really weird shit. How about, how about um, Tampa? I'm sure you and John talked about this. How about the fact that all of a sudden, now Bruce Arians is totally forgiving of fumbles and is just going to stick with Ronald Jones. Yeah. Oh, and I again yesterday. Number one, the whole you know that aged well came back again for me. Uh, but number two, people people can't fucking read. So I I was like Ronald Jones fumbled. We might not see him the rest of the day. I put the word might in there, and then of course after the touchdown, I get tweets. This aged well. That aged well, dude. Do you, I didn't even respond to them because I don't want to argue. It's like, can you read? I said, might. It's just, and, and the, again, the whole age well thing, we're making observations in the moment. Yes, yeah, some of them are not going to age well. That's how, it, that's how it is when you make observations and you're talking about things in the moment. They're just not going to, it's not going to look good sometimes. That's the way it works. Yeah, well, listen, dude. I mean, we've we've had the conversation about the that age. Well, I mean, it's again, people don't understand, you know, tweeting in real time. I guess, they don't. Uh, you know, reactionary stuff, hot take stuff, this, that, the other thing. Um, you know, listen, people, people on Twitter, idiots. I didn't even tell you what, what you know, with me. So some dude asks me the question. Um, he's like uh, Carson Wentz or Drew Locke this week. I would have said Wentz. And that's that's what I said. And and Wentz is like, you know, he his game isn't his game isn't even over yet. And it's just, you know, it's obviously <laughs> he's cursing at you. It's, yeah, this dude's this dude's like he's like Wentz, great. Uh then he sends me like, you know, a little while later, then he sends me like a screenshot of like Wentz's uh his his passing line, whatever, right? And it's just it's you know, it's terrible. It is, right? 
So I'm like, you know, I even said to him, I'm like, you know, <laughs> listen, dude, like Drew Locke hasn't even played yet. You know, and I was like, just wait till the game's over. And uh, and all of a sudden, you know, Drew Locke puts up this crab game. He actually in, in the one league where I could match them up together, like in the same screenshot was on RT Sports. And in this league, uh, Wentz had like. Uh, like 10 and change and Locke had 13 and change. So it was a 2.65 point differential, right? That, that lockout scored Wentz. So immediately, of course I go to this guy and I'm like, so how, you know, how'd your game go? Did you lose by 2.65 points? Did I cost you your game? Blah, 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 blah. Was it that big of a deal? And I haven't heard back from the dude at all. Yeah. Cause he lost by 48. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right but i mean i'm like you know what why you gotta be see a call, why see you a gotta call be like, such a douche like yeah, you okay. come to and, me and you ask me questions every single week week in and week out if you're going to ask somebody their advice you don't come back to them there's no need to come back to them to tell them that they're wrong Guess what? They know they're wrong because you're not the only one that they probably said that to. And we feel bad. I don't want to look. I wish I could get everything right. Realistically, we can't. And I don't want to get stuff wrong. Here's the other thing. I don't even see the need to ask that question. It's clearly Wentz. Don't get fooled. See, that's the problem is it's people who are box score watching and have not seen Drew Locke play. Locke has been terrible, man. He's been Getting the garbage time in the second half the last two weeks when defenses are playing prevent. All right, we're just letting him go. And there's no pressure. The first halves of the two last weeks, he was atrocious. And you knew at some point it's just not going to click for all four quarters. And that time came yesterday. And to me, it wasn't even close. Wentz faced the Giants at week seven. 359 passing yards, two touchdowns, 14 rushing yards and a touchdown. Not that he was going to do that again. But he already saw this defense. He's coming off a bye. He had weapons back. Got her an extra week to get healthy. Jalen Rager. I'm not even counting all Sean Jeffrey. Miles Sanders back. It didn't work. It was an awful game across the board. It didn't work. That's a decision I wouldn't even lose sleep over. I'm like, hey, it was the right call. Even if Locke put it three touchdowns. You can't, you can't do that. You just can't. So obviously it was a lot closer as they both sucked. But that's a question I wouldn't even feel the need to ask. To me, it was clearly Wentz. It was clearly Wentz. And that's what I went with and whatever. Did did it cost him anything? I doubt it. I doubt it. It's just, it's so aggravating, man. People can be. And it's not the majority, I think. No, no, no. It's definitely not the majority. I want to make that clear. People, most people are great out there. They understand. And, you know, that's why they don't say anything. Because they know most of the time when they ask us, I've got to think that most of the time we're getting it right. And there's going to be occasions where we don't. And of course we feel bad, but there's always got to be a couple people who have to make it known to you as if we didn't know already. And again, I always say this, if you're going to, if you're going to come back and blame me for something, my response is if it was so obvious, why did you need to ask for advice? Simple. I mean, it's true, right? If you're going to say, Oh, I can't believe you got this wrong. How could you? Okay, it was obvious based on your response. So why did you need my advice for? You should have known. It was easy, right? Yeah. So why did you have to get someone to help you? 
Well, that's that's also that's like the dude who uh, who asked me Balaj or Pope, and I said Pope. Dude, same dude, and I I honestly had no clue with that backfield. None. No, me neither. I was like, I was like, if it's PPR, Pope, he's probably he's the pass catching back. He's back from his concussion. He should be good to go. And this guy comes back at me about you know that I must have some axe to grind that I wouldn't have you know recommended him. Uh, that that I that I was you know so adamant that it wasn't Balage. I'm like axe to grind against the guy. No, it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with trying to help you score the most points. And am I going to sit there and say you know knowing that Van Noy's back for Miami, knowing what Miami's been doing defensively recently, that you know knowing that I know that Herbert uh, is due for the, the the poor game and the fact that, that the Chargers are, you know, about to, like, you know, have a huge letdown traveling across country. I thought they'd be playing from behind. He'd be doing a bunch of checkdowns to Pope, and that was that, right? Boom. No big deal. And then what happens, you know? Then uh, then all of a sudden it's Balazs and everything, and this guy comes at me. I'm like, listen, dude, uh, if if you knew it, you know, where was the tweet that said it? Where's, you know, where, where's you, where is it you saying that Kalen Balaj, because he said he knew it. He's like, I, I knew it. So I knew Balaj was the man in that backfield. I was so like, why well, you, you know, if you, if, if you knew it, then where was the tweet saying that you knew it? Like you didn't and even also, say, you even say that you were leaning towards Tate, you know, starting Balaj. You just like Pope or Balaj. Well, that you don't even need a tweet, Howard. That tweet alone is it, is it right there? If he known, then why you ask? If it's so obvious, why do you need to ask? If you knew it, why do you have to ask? If you know something and you're sure of it, why do you have to ask someone else? Right? I mean, and look, that backfield, I, I was guessing. I guessed Pope too. Uh, Pope and, I thought it would be Pope and Kelly. I mean, Bellage was still on with the practice squad most of the week. And they called him back up once Justin Jackson went on IR. And Pope, the week before he had the concussion, was getting a lot of run. So if you look at and I know depth charts can change, but he was ahead of Balazs. Balazs wasn't even on the team. So I felt like, all right, they're probably going to go back to Pope. He didn't even get a touch. So I, and it's not like Balazs was good. 3.8 yards per carry. And they kept feeding him. It didn't help the offense at all. Like I said, they had 29 carries in this game. And they only allowed Herbert to pass 32 times. Now, right, I know Miami's defense is good. But, like, if you want to win... I want the ball in the hands of Keenan Allen, yeah. Mike Williams, yep. and Hunter Henry, yep. not Kalen Balazs. No. Sorry. <laughs> not Just even not, close. Yeah. And what happens? They gave Balazs 23 touches, and they lost. And they lost, as as they should have anyway. As they should have. Um, all right. One more situation. Let's look at the other side of that game. Miami, Salvin Ahmed. Um you know, they, they, today, the, uh, you know, on uh, Monday, they waived Jordan Howard. So he's out. Bye bye. See you later. Um, Salvan Ahmed, uh, led the backfield, did really well. I was, you know, I was pretty happy with his performance. And, uh, you know, from, from at that point there, then, you know, you, you look at Miles Gaskin still hurt. Who knows what, what's up with Washington? Um, you know, I think if Miles Gaskin isn't coming back uh, next week, I think Salwan Ahmed might be a guy to be slightly intrigued with. Yeah, and I'm sure in every league I'm in with you, you already have him, so I'm I not did. even going to bother looking. <laughs> <laughs> I got him everywhere, but, dude. 
Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, at least probably for what I mean, look, like you said, we don't know what's going on with Brita. He's missed a couple of weeks and he, he's a guy they're not going to give a ton of touches to. They're not going to bring him back and be like, all right, 20 touches for you. So at the worst, they'll split or Ahmed will have more. Um, they are, like I said, at Denver next week. So it might be a week or two, I think. Yeah, because this would be the third week that Gaskin's out. I think it's Gaskin's job when he came back. He was really good uh, before he got hurt. But um, Howard out of the picture certainly means, all right, at least you don't have to worry about goal line vultures now. And so, yeah, I think especially if you need someone this week, because uh, I don't want to spend a ton of money on him, though. But then no, again, we are getting... There is concern that Breed is coming back. Right. But we are getting to the point where the season's almost over. So, like, there's no need to... To, to save a ton of fab now, sure, there'll be players that emerge, but there might be – like, this, to me, this is a bad week for the waiver wire. Terrible. Like, it's really bad. Terrible. Outside of the quarterbacks you mentioned, if you're in desperate need of a quarterback. But I outside am. of that, yeah, well, <laughs> as we addressed already. But, yeah, outside of that, though, I mean, there's really not much. I mean, maybe Michael Pittman's still available, possibly, you know, but there's really not much at all. No, there is not much at all, and it's not going to be a, a pleasant time. Uh, the, the the quarterback spot, you know, hopefully, you know, what I'm hoping for is that a lot of people just kind of take the week off from waivers. You know, maybe, you know, in more shallow leagues, people start, you know, rotating some players around a little bit. Um, but overall, I'm hoping that, you know, most people just kind of sit tight and uh, and wait and allow those of us who need quarterbacks to actually uh, pick up a quarterback. And we are at the point of the season where some teams are just going to completely give up. Uh, you know, we're in a week 11. Some teams have two or three wins. They give up. We're also approaching Thanksgiving. So that's a week where people, I mean, we probably won't see as much travel this year due to COVID, but you never know. Uh, but that'll be, then that's next week. So that could be a week where people forget about fab. So yeah, you know, you put in the work, you're diligent, you, know, you could get rewarded. So I've always said this. A lot of people will be like, oh, there's no way I'm going to get this guy. I don't have enough money. Put in the bid. It doesn't matter. Sometimes you get surprised. Even if you only have a few bucks left, you want the guy, put in a dollar bid. You never know. Sometimes people forget. They don't put it in. And uh, it's happened to me before. I'm like, oh, shoot. I didn't think I'd get this guy. Wow. Okay. Glad I put in the bid. <laughs> Very nice. So, yeah, for those of you working uh, working that waiver wire on Tuesday night, uh, you know, Give, give it a shot. Jump in. There's a lot going on right now. There aren't, a, I mean, the, the, a lot of the injuries that we saw, like, like we talked about, uh, mainly on the, on the quarterback front. Um, this is very much a, a week. And see, this is why, this is one of those reasons why I wish I could take the week off from fab just completely. And, and I will in, in a lot of leagues where I don't need a QB because again, this is the week you guys have to watch who gets dropped. People get super antsy and you're going to see good players get dropped. You know, I, I said this to you guys uh, like four weeks ago, three weeks ago with Matt Ryan and that went down. And all of a sudden, you know, people were like, holy crap, I was able to get Matt Ryan. Blah, blah, blah. This is one of those weeks. I had a guy, you ready for this one, Adam? Asks me if Daryl Henderson is even worth holding on to as a handcuff to Cam Akers. <laughs> and I was like, are, are you kidding me? Like, did you not learn 
anything at all from this Rams backfield. Like, how in the world do you think that this is like something that you should be like doing? Like, what makes you think 10 carries for Cam Akers means he's the guy? That's another backfield. I have no idea how I'm going to rank those guys this week. No clue, bro. None. I mean, Akers had 10, Henderson 7, Malcolm Brown 6, Brown 2 touchdowns, Henderson 1. Henderson was the only guy to catch a pass in the backfield, and he had 1 for 5. And, um, you know, I mean, it's a small sample. Brown 5.5 yards per carry, Henderson 4, Akers 3.8. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to rank it. I guess Henderson won, but I don't know. We got so many backfields, like you just don't feel good starting anyone. It's it's pretty bad right now. Yeah, it's 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 grotesque. It's grotesque. Um, final thing I want to say here, and then we're gonna get out of here because uh well, because we've been yammering on long enough. Uh offensive rookie of the year. If you had to give the award right now, Adam, where would it go? Does it include quarterbacks? Um I don't know. I mean, I guess it, it has to, right? Yeah. So, uh, so you're going Justin Herbert. I think so. I know it's easy to give it to the quarterback. He's just been so good, man. Yeah. Even this game, this was a down game for him. He still had two passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. Yeah. 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 Well, if I told you that it was down to him and James Robinson, would you still go Herbert? Yes. James Robinson's been so good, though. I know. So is Herbert. Yeah, I know, but... Neither of their teams wins games. <laughs> Neither of their teams wins games. <laughs> James Robinson was undrafted free agent. People were people were, were dropping fab dollars on Divine Ozigbo and ignoring James Robinson. Oh, not me. I got Robinson in, at least, in two leagues, at least. I uh, wish I had him in more, but... Um, yeah, he's been good. He's been good. Oh, come on. His numbers are great, dude. His numbers are great. For for the the rookie running back for the Jaguars? Come on. Look at that. He's had 300-yard games. He's got five touchdowns right now. He's active in the passing game. He's got two receiving touchdowns. He hasn't been active as much, but Chris Thompson went on IR. That is really good for him. And especially this week going against the Steelers, you hope that uh, he can catch several passes as they uh, play from behind. If uh, Luton has some time to throw. Which right. he well, even if he doesn't have time to throw, he could be like, you know, Alex Smith and just be, uh, you know, check down Charlie. There's There's been good rookies this year. I mean, I thought you were going to bring up Justin Jefferson because of his game tonight. No, I know the a, numbers. He had a good game tonight, but he hasn't been. He's been gradually getting better. Because, well, he's handcuffed by this offense. They don't want to throw. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So. T. Higgins has been really T. good. T. Higgins looking really good. Looking there's, really there's good. Actually, the, the, the rookie wide receivers have uh, been really good. Um, Pittman has been quiet and hurt, but he's coming on. You could see it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Chase Claypool. Oh, yeah, Chase. Dude, I mean – that's the thing. So we talk about all these backfields where we can't use anyone. I think we're to the point now you can just use all three of these Pittsburgh receivers. Like, I think I had them ranked between 18 and 25 this week, all three. I think that's what it is going to be going forward. They're all like wide receiver twos. Yeah, it's possible. 
It's definitely possible. If Big Ben just keeps throwing like that, yeah. Yeah, because James Conner's doing shit, bro. Have you seen his numbers, bro, uh, in the matchups that they've had the last few weeks? Yeah. Just abysmal, man. I have. I had a buddy of mine who's uh, who's who's good friend. You know, we all know each other from, you know, from well, he knows me from listening to me on the channel. But, you know, we all have like hung out at, at fish shows together. Uh, his buddy hit uh, 100,000 top prize on uh, on DraftKings, three max, uh, 20 max entry, uh, three dollar entry fee. Uh, and he hit the uh, he hit it with a Pittsburgh stack of uh, it was it was Big Ben, Deontay, Chase Claypool. And then coming back on that stack was T. Higgins. Oh, yeah, that's nice. What sealed it in for him? How about this? His flex, DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, imagine, boy. Imagine, imagine watching the end of that game, okay? Seeing, like, you've already watched yourself climb up the standings in this, uh, in, in this contest. You're sitting there right on the verge of being in the top 10. And as you're watching the game happen, as you're watching DeAndre Hopkins make that catch, you're also looking and you see yourself vault into first place and all the other games are basically over anyway. Nuts, man. I, I can't even imagine that, bro. Ah, hopefully one day. Hopefully one um, day. Yeah. Hopefully one. I, I agree. Hopefully one day. I would very much, I think you and, you and I need to share in a big million dollar prize. That would be epic. It would. I don't know if we do the podcast that night. We probably would. Yeah, we would. We would do the podcast <laughs> so wasted. Yeah. It would be amazing. It the would be bombs flowing amazing. out would be phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna change the name of this podcast to getting bombed from Annie Up. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us here tonight, guys. Hope we've uh, provided you with some information with a slice of entertainment uh, on the side. Uh, Adam and I will be back tomorrow to talk more waiver wire players you might be looking at, players you might want to avoid, uh, all the fun stuff there as we uh, close the books on our, uh, on our on week 10 and we head looking forward uh, and beyond. So thanks so much for everybody tuning in here. Uh, big thanks to Shannon Blunt, our producer. For Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. This has been Annie Up, and we'll catch you next time.